baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's up, surfers? It's just after 2 o'clock here. I'm Ian sitting in for Scoot. He'll be back on Monday spending a little bit of time with his family this weekend. They're in town. You know how much he loves to spend time with them, but he usually has to go to Portland to do it. But this time they're here in the Crescent City, so he's got a couple days off. Hope you're enjoying myself. (laughs) I hope you're enjoying myself. I hope you're enjoying yourself, Scoot. Hey, coming up after the show today, check this out. You can go meet Deuce McAllister and Mike Haas today in Vachery, Louisiana at First American Bank and Trust Headquarters. They're going to be there for a very special edition of Fans in the Pro. Check them out. They're going to be talking Saints football. They're going to be honoring our veterans on this Veterans Day observed. And they're going to be celebrating celebrating the bank's newly renovated headquarters. That's right. You can go meet Deuce and Haas in Vachery, Louisiana at First American Bank and Trust Headquarters. That is at 2785 Louisiana 20. Today from 4 to 6 on WWL and the free Odyssey app. Also want to remind you we are still giving away tickets to the Saints-Lions game, which is all the way down on December 3rd. Yes, that's a little bit wild, but the next Saints home game is not for another several weeks. December 3rd, they're going to be playing the Detroit Lions at home in the Dome, and I want you to go. I want to give you two tickets right now. Go to WWL.com slash contests with an S on the end. It's very simple. Only takes a few seconds. All they need is your email address and I think your date of birth, and you're automatically entered to win two tickets, not just to the game, but also to the Bullseye Event Group tailgate party. Open bar with premium liquor, all-you-can-eat buffet from celebrity chef Aaron May, all looking out over Champion Square. It's an awesome time. It's an awesome prize. It's a very simple contest to enter. Go to www.com slash contests right now and enter for your chance to win. I got a lot of text messages during the news there, and I'm going to read some of those in just a moment. But right now I want to talk to Adrian and Gentilly. You're on the air. Good afternoon. Adrian, are you with us? Adrian! All right, Coleman, let's put Adrian back on hold for a second and see if we can get him. Uh, Here's a text message that said, I would like to differ with your guest. He said it's more about personality, and I think we're referring to 2024 here. I'd like to differ with your guest. He said it's going to be more about personality. I hope you meant character. And more importantly, about what's getting done, not infrastructure week over and over versus infrastructure legislation. This is part of the problem with our politics right now is we used to be able to say uh, all politics is theater. And I think that it's evolved. And now all politics is show business. And if you don't have the razzle dazzle, 
you're not going to command attention on the national stage. So you could say, you know, maybe Joe Biden is kind of doing the tortoise thing where he's just sort of slowly in a very slow pace, you know, getting legislation passed. The infrastructure bill, uh, the American Rescue Plan, the CHIPS Act, all these different things. And these are things, you know, people will sometimes call on the show and say, what has Joe Biden done? And I'm like, what is the point of me even answering that question? Because I could say the infrastructure bill, the rescue plan, the CHIPS Act, and they would say, well, I don't like any of that stuff. And I was like, well, then I don't. why are you asking? There is an answer to that question, but you you don't care. You're just trying to get, you know, myself or Scoot into a gotcha. And that's not very interesting. But the point I'm trying to make is if if you cannot command the media's attention in a way that supersedes your policy victories, you can't win. Uh, we just don't want that anymore, apparently, as a people. I mean, as individual voters, we care about that very much. But the way that we direct our attention, the, the way that we direct our eyeballs on TV and on the Internet and on social media and, frankly, on talk radio, that's not where it's at. That's not where the nut is at. The nut is how big of a splash can you make? How hard can you punch? How, how much of a badass can you look like, like you're a movie star or you're a television star? That's where our politics is headed right now, and that sucks, but uh, you go to war with the army you got, I guess. Uh, some other text messages here. Tell me again what Donald Trump did wrong in the state of New York. He got loans that he paid back, and he employs people there. His companies generate tax revenue for the state. Uh, yeah, that none of that matters. I'm not sure why you think it's important that he got loans that he paid back. He employs people there, and his companies generate tax revenue for the state. It is possible that those things are true and also that he is committing crimes all over the place. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. The answer is that the Trump organization lied on financial documents to either under or overvalue their real estate, depending on who they were talking to. That is against the law. And he's already been found liable about that. That's a point that Professor Schultz made last hour. The only thing that we're doing now is deciding how big the fine is going to be, what the punishment is going to be like for Trump and the Trump organization, the Trump family. They've already been found liable of these charges. There wasn't no jury trial for that because Trump's lawyers didn't ask for one. They got a bench trial and the judge took two seconds and said, yeah, clear that there's fraud here. I promised I was going to get to the two o'clock news bomb. Coleman, you ready to do it? Sure, why not? All right, we're going to have to move kind of quickly because I see Matthew is already here. We'll get you after the jump, man. Stand by. Okay, a Florida judge, Aileen Cannon, has refused for now a request to postpone the classified documents slash Espionage Act trial against Trump. U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon's ruling signals she is sympathetic to Donald Trump's lawyers, but says it's too early for now to determine if the May 20th, 24 trial date should be postponed. She did grant postponements on some of the other deadlines in the case. The defense team is seeking a delay until after the November election next year, citing the large volume of evidence they have to review for trial from the Mar-a-Lago raid and several other criminal trials that Trump must attend. 
end, the one surrounding the January 6th insurrection in Washington, election subversion conspiracy in Georgia, and the hush money case in New York. I'm Jackie Quinn. And a Michigan judge is today hearing arguments about uh, activists, from activists rather, who are trying to keep Donald Trump off of the 2024 presidential ballot. At stake is whether Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson has the authority to keep GOP presidential candidate Donald Trump's name off state ballots for president. Activists are suing Benson in the Michigan Court of Claims to force her to keep Trump's name off ballots and to assess Trump's constitutional qualifications to serve a second term as president. In the meantime, attorneys for the former president are demanding that Trump's name be allowed on the Republican presidential primary ballot. Activists in two separate suits point to a section of the Constitution's 14th Amendment that prohibits a person from running for federal office if they have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the country. I'm Shelley Adler. And swinging back around to the quote-unquote Biden crime family, House Republicans have issued subpoenas for Hunter Biden and his brother, uh, Joe Biden's brother, rather. This is the most aggressive step yet in their impeachment inquiry. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer says the panel is bringing in son Hunter Biden and brother James Biden to question them on what he describes as a record of evidence. Republicans maintain it paints a troubling picture of influence peddling. Thus far, however, they've failed to uncover anything directly implicating the president. The White House and the family's lawyers call the investigation a political stunt. Hunter Biden's attorney says the investigation has been full of worn-out, false, baseless, or debunked claims, but he's eager to have the opportunity in a public forum and at the right time to discuss them. Ben Thomas, Washington. Well, good luck to you, Mr. Comer there, and I guess kudos to Hunter and James Biden for bothering to show up for that subpoena. Uh, ignoring congressional subpoenas is kind of uh, in vogue lately. A new poll from the Associated Press and the NORC Center for Public Affairs Research shows a deep divide among Democrats over how Joe Biden is handling the Israel-Hamas war. The poll found 50% of Democrats approve how President Biden has navigated the conflict, while 46% disapprove. And the two groups diverged substantially in their views of U.S. support for Israel. Biden's support on the issue among Democrats is down slightly from August, as an AP NORC poll conducted then found that 57% of Democrats approve of his handling and 40% disapproved. Nearly 7 in 10 Democrats approving of Biden's management of the conflict think the U.S. provides the right amount of support to Israel currently. Of those who disapprove, 65% say the U.S. is too supportive of Israel. I'm Norman Hall. And President Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping, they'll be meeting Wednesday in California. After hinting at a possible meeting for weeks, the White House has finally confirmed that the leaders of the world's two biggest economies, the U.S. and China, will meet in person in San Francisco during the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit. China's foreign ministry confirmed that President Xi would attend APEC from Tuesday to November 17th at Biden's invitation. Matt Murray is the State Department's senior APEC official. I think what we're very much driving forward, forward on is trying to keep the lines of communication open and trying to manage competition responsibly. Biden and Xi have no shortage of issues to discuss, including trade and export controls, Taiwan, North Korea, the restoration of military communications amid fraught relations in the South China Sea, and the conflicts in Ukraine and the Gaza Strip. Some of the details of the meeting have not yet been released. Thousands of protesters are expected to descend on San Francisco during the summit. Jennifer King, Washington. Wow, somebody really does not want black people voting. The FBI is now investigating who might be behind suspicious letters 
many containing the drug fentanyl that have been sent to elections offices in at least five states. Fulton County, Georgia is one of the communities targeted. There are some crazy people out there. That's County Commission Chair Rob Pitts on WSB-TV. The state is sending them the opioid antidote naloxone in case election workers become exposed to fentanyl. Elections offices in California, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington also appear to have been targeted. One election official says the letter had a message. Certain people shouldn't have elections. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger called it domestic terrorism. These your fellow Americans that are working hard to make sure and bring to you safe, secure, accurate, and fair elections. I'm Jackie Quinn. Okay, we're going to step away and we're going to come back with Matthew in Ukraine. I'm sorry to leave you waiting, man. Uh, We'll get to you as quickly as we can. If you want to react to anything you just heard in the 2 o'clock news bomb, shoot me a text, give me a call. I'll get to it as soon as I'm done talking to Matthew in Ukraine. That's coming up next. Don't miss it. This is Appointment Listening. Stick around. I'm Ian Hoke, and I'll be right back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. At long last, he's here. Matthew in Ukraine is on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. Nice to speak with you, Matthew. Hey, Ian, how are you? I'm doing great, man. It's a, it's a pretty nice day here. It's warm. It looks like it's going to be a little bit cooler this weekend, a little bit rainy. What, what's the weather like where you are right now? Highs in the 30s. <sighs> Joy. Is it snowy? <laughs> uh, we've had our first snow. Yeah, no, it, 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 it thaws out during the day. Roads are muddy. It's just just cold and nasty right now. No it's doubt. It's be that way for... Till till we get the good hard freezes, which aren't far off. Goodness gracious! So. Hey, I am I'm holding on to the commander's coin that you gave me. I'm looking at it right now. I keep this in my desk, and I wanted to hold it while I was talking to you today. It's Veterans Day observed. I'll just take a moment to thank you for your service, and uh, you know, just we're, thank you. We're yeah, we're very grateful. Okay, tell us where you've been since we spoke last. You were up here uh, in the studio with us, live live and in person. Um, where have you been since then? So I've uh, been down in the Zaporizhia area in the southern sector um, and then moved over in the Harrison area. And I am repositioning. Um, I'm in Nipro now. Had to get some things checked out uh, by medical, and then I'll be repositioning um, we're, uh, back up to the um, Donetsk area. So. Okay. Um, everybody's curious, uh, what happened to your phone? i'd like to know the same thing um oh did it it just disappear it's gone uh yeah you know uh when you're when you're moving and and things are happening and then i looked down from my phone and it was gone do you have any idea where you may have lost it or left it I, i got an idea the battery was going dead anyway so um and i'm pretty sure that it's probably in a trench somewhere um and that's where it'll be. They'll find it uh, kind of like finding something from World War One, right? They'll, yeah. There'll be, be some archaeological dig, and they'll go, oh, we found one of the warrior's 
talking devices. So, yeah. Uh, the iPhone Joker, 14. So it took me a while to get, get another uh, phone and SIM card and the whole shebang. I'm so sure. I'm back. Okay, great. Um, from your perspective on the ground, where does the Ukrainian armed forces stand in terms of reclaiming territory from Russia? So, so it's funny you mentioned that. There's going to be some additional news. I sent you something on Signal, but um, so we've got some other things uh, happening. So, as you know, it, so the the news says that the Ukrainians aren't making any progress, yeah. but that would definitely be a lie. The Russians are out of an um, uh, an active ready reserve, so so basically for them to support their um, offensive in Kupiansk and near Avdivka, where we are literally just mauling them, every, just they send them in waves, and it's just a, a just fields of burning armor and and dead people. Um, it's it's left some gaps to the south, so we have. Across the the Dnipro River, and we are in. Uh, we're on what they call the left bank, which would be the east side, and making some progress there. Um, so looks like uh, things are flipping in Harrison. They basically they have they have nothing they can throw at us. So uh, we're making a lot of progress there and and elsewhere. And like I said, uh, you'll hear something else. I'll, I'll be sending you an update. I just can't yeah, release please. it right now, but we're making progress elsewhere. I'm so, so I'm so glad well. that you're back on Signal. It it, it there were some there were yeah. some stretches back there. I was like, I haven't heard from this guy in like three weeks. I'm getting a little nervous. Um, okay, so yeah, we we've always understood that the counteroffensive was going to be very slow going. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm sorry that you feel like Western media is not even really being truthful about that. But it sounds like you guys are pleased with the progress you're making. Yeah, considering so so what 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 they're undoing was in the south was when they blew the dam, the floodwaters yeah. cleared the minefields they set in the Harrison area. <laughs> Dumbasses. So, yeah, yeah. So basically, I mean, it, it's still fairly dangerous. You have to look for mines, but the floodwaters blew up most of the mines there That's or crazy. swept them away. Wow. So so it's been pretty easy moving to on the other side of the river and. I mean, we have landing craft where the Ukrainian military is just moving people across the river. Like, uh, it looks like D-Day. Wow. So it's pretty impressive. Uh, we've got – we're making some good progress there. So ZSU has that under control, and, and we're we're moving – we're repositioning. So mm -hmm. um, uh, tell, tell us what ZSU is. So that's that's uh, the acronym for uh, Ukrainian Armed Forces or AFU Armed Forces of Ukraine. Oh, I so see. Okay, that makes yeah. perfect sense. Okay, great. Um, yeah. So you said I, you spoke a little bit about this earlier, but I, I think I want to understand better. Who exactly are you fighting against right now? Who so who are these guys? We are. So, oh, man. So it's a mix of of Mobix and some really good professional air assault groups they but they threw all their high quality people in Avdivka. they were trying to make uh make some movement there and they couldn't do it it would have put us in a bad position had they made progress there but um i you know we don't they're going to be doing another mobilization pretty soon they they've got a million artillery rounds from north korea so mm -hmm. the artillery's picked up but they don't have they don't have we've we've got good counter battery fire so um, so they have ramped up the artillery fire, but it's nothing like it was last year. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, 
it's a mix of Mobix and some of their better guys, but they're running out of the better guys. Uh, just a couple months ago, the head of the Wagner Group, Yevgeny Prigozhin, had a had a tiny accident on his airplane and is uh, dead. Uh, how <laughs> yeah. did that change conditions on the ground? What what role is the Wagner Group playing in this war? So they've so a lot of their guys um, basically walked away, right? They got sent to Belarus. Uh, some of them have been moved back into the MOD, so they're fighting on the Russian side, but not mm-hmm. many of them. Um, what we run into, we're still running into a lot of people from what they call the Storm Z, which is, you know, the prison units, people mobbed out of the prisons or or what they call punishment battalions. Um, so they call those guys Storm Z, but Wagner's pretty much done and dusted um, for this war Great. where we are. Uh, do you encounter many Ukrainian civilians near the front or have, have they mostly been cleared out at this point? Uh, so they so. Get this, Ian. We it's it's the babooses, it's the grandmothers that stay, and and oh the first thing they want to do is jam food down your throat when they see you because everybody <laughs> needs to gain weight and they're not eating enough and oh, yeah. they're living in these bombed out houses, you know, with a big hole in the roof and they're oh, not complaining God. but they refuse to leave, and it, you really have to fight to get. It, You'd rather fight a Russian than fight one of these babooses to get her out of her house. So, and then, and then they have to bring all six of their cats, which is cool. I'm, I'm happy with that. Hey, yeah, but yeah, that's, yeah. So it's, uh, it's something to see, man. So that's what we run into right now. So, um, if we if we go into a town that may have had thirty thousand people in it, there might be six, seven hundred left. And it's all older people that just refuse to leave. They have nowhere to go. Yeah. So unbelievable. I remember uh, uh, during the nuclear accident evacuation in Chernobyl. I think they ran into kind of a similar situation where the it, old women, in particular, were just like, "No, you know, I was here no. for two world wars and all these different invasions and conflicts, and I, you know, I, if if the radiation's going to kill me, it's just going to do it." Um, how has the number of foreign fighters like you know, like yourself, people from outside of Ukraine, has that number sig- uh, significantly shifted in one direction or other as the war drags on? Are you seeing more participation or less participation? Is it holding steady? Uh, I, I want to say it's static. It's holding steady. Uh, we've lost quite a few recently. Um, so um, it, you don't hear much about it, but um, yeah, we've lost quite a few foreign fighters, not from our unit, but from other units. Um, but you know, it's it's fairly static. Um, yeah, and and yeah, the average age of the foreign fighters are, is basically uh, forty-two now. Wow. So. Um, I know that you've done a lot of interfacing with uh, members of Congress and people from uh, the Pentagon. Is that right? Or am I just making that up? No, no, that's right. That's That's right. right. Okay. Do you care at all? Do you have time to even consider what's happening in domestic politics as the Israel conflict has kind of shaken up the, the calculus for some people in Congress as to, well, who gets the money and who gets the material support? Do you still feel uh, sufficiently supported by the United States government? So we we feel like we're supported, but I think the big deal is we're we're we are also preparing for, you know, the potential eventuality that there will be no more support. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, NATO says they're going to, you know, all the European companies, the EU says they're going to stay and support us, um, that, that they're in it to win it. Um, but there's the, the politics. Uh, 
you know, there's bigger, there's bigger problems in the states yeah. besides, you know, the the sixty billion for us. But we would like to keep that level of support. We'd like the equipment, enough equipment to end this war, not to drag it out, which is what the Russians want. They want to yeah. see the political will across the globe go away. And that's the reason they started this mess in Gaza. And there's just no way you can tell anybody over here any different that this was just a big distraction. Really? Um, this Gaza action. So, Can you elaborate on that a little bit? There's some people on the text line that, uh, yeah, my guy James says, do you believe that Russian mercenaries have a role to play in Israel? They So, so they, I, I'll send you some video. There's been some video release where there's, Somebody when the on October seventh, there's someone telling telling them to hurry, 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 and Russian to go through no. the blasted uh, border wall. Oh my god! So so there were some Wagner guys there and involved in training. And Hamas did did a world tour a couple of weeks before, and they were just in the Kremlin the week before this took place. So um, yeah, Lavrov's been been working with with Hamas a little while. So that's God. That, that goes without saying. So we, we kind of picked up on this. It's just there to distract. I mean, Ukraine's fallen out of the news cycle again, right? So, um, and they're already trying to turn off the power and make people cold here. But look, just like I told one of those guys, we were on the phone the other day with one of the guys from Congress. Um, the, and we told him, look, even if the aid stops, we're not going to stop. We'll just keep fighting. So there you go. I'm curious to know. Uh, oh, you know what? Let me take some some calls from the Oakland Art Jewelers talking sure. text, or not a call, rather, but a text message. Hey, can yeah. you ask him? Have they heard the rumors about Putin being dead? Please, LOL. Your your, your thoughts, Matthew? Is Putin dead? Uh, maybe one of his doubles is dead, but you know <laughs> he does have more than one body double. Uh, that's been confirmed, and um, while well, we would be. You know, even if he was dead, we wouldn't know it because his inner circle would keep things propped up and try to keep things moving forward. So if you see videos of Putin hugging people, that's not Putin. If you see videos of Putin sitting at the end of a long table about 50 feet from everybody else, that's Putin. Remember that. (laughs) Uh, Here's another question for Matthew. What's happening around Chernobyl and Pripyat? The Russians seriously stirred up the ground in that region with their tracked vehicles and by digging trenches. Is there a concern about radiation? (laughs) Yeah. uh, No, because we're not going anywhere near that. That's uh, that's where (laughs) they... When they dug those trenches, they all, all everybody that dug those trenches and stirred all of that up, they're all dead and gone now. Jesus. So they evacuated all of them to Belarus, and they all died after they did that. Oh so God, everything's dude. great in Chernobyl now. It's back to normal. Wow. It's quiet. Wow. Um, quiet. <laughs> uh, what do you need more of? When you say, you know, we're prepared for the, the support to go away, I mean, money, obviously, you know, just kind of takes care of a, a wide swath of needs. But in terms of material things, equipment, uh, weaponry, ammunition, um, creature comforts, yeah, I mean, what are you wanting for right now? Uh, so if we could get some more of these M1s, we've got 31 of them. If we can get some more Bradleys, you know, some M2s and yeah. some M1s. Um, while the S16s are great when they get here, I'm sure they'll make a, an impression. Um, mortars. Mortar rounds, um, small arms ammunition, and attackums. The attackums that they did send, we put them to good use. So if we can keep the high Mars rounds, the attackums, and those cluster munitions, 
they they help with the minefields. I'll I'll tell you that much. Um, and they also stop mass frontal assaults by Russians. Yeah. So, you know, just keep the the steady movement of that. But if we could get more of it, more armor. That'd be great. Attackums is uh, an acronym, and I had I wasn't familiar in, about that until so quite a, recently. Remind, remind me what range, those are. That's a longer range high Mars. Rocket. Okay, gotcha. So it's um, and a high Mars launcher usually holds six high Mars, whereas the the Attackums it's one that fits inside of the same cartridge that sits on the high Mars launcher. Nice. Okay, so, great. What longer range? Got it. Um, what do you and I guess if there's any difference between you and you know the Ukrainian armed forces generally, the Ukrainian government, what is the best scenario for how this war ends? If you could just wave a magic wand and move everything forward as quickly as possible, what's that preferred outcome look like? Push the Russians to the borders, um, push them completely outside the borders of the 2014 borders, and uh, get things static retake Crimea mm-hmm. and uh, yeah and then have them sue for peace and they pay their reparations and everybody's fat and happy look we just got uh, EU candidacy status this week which is great um, and once this war is over hopefully we'll be in NATO because we're definitely the best army in Europe right now that's awesome yeah I saw this morning or I guess news from yesterday now that uh, they've applied the European Union has now formed, they've got a commission or something. I don't know. There's momentum yes. that looks like Ukraine is going to join the EU before too long. That'll be good news. Yes, that'll be excellent news. So, um, and then hopefully we move forward with uh, next steps on NATO. Great. Okay. Um, I guess let's pause there, Matthew. I, I so appreciate yeah. getting to talk to you. I've got your coin in my hand. I think about you all the time. Happy Veterans Day. I'm just going to pop in a couple texts here. Godspeed sure. to you, Matt. Keep your hep down and come back safe. Um, oh, you know what? I did want to ask you this before I let you go. I'll try to be brief here. Has there been any effort to recover the Ukrainian people who were forcibly moved into Russia, as reported on the news? Is that even true? So, yeah. So um, there is an effort to it's it's a it's a very arduous process, but they're trying to get the children back. They come back in small groups. It's a, uh, it's horrible. Um, I don't want to throw any wrenches into what's going on now, but that's an ongoing process, and the Ukrainians are talking to the Russians, and they are making some progress. But you know, over a hundred thousand teenagers and kids were moved into Russia, right? Most of the adults make it out, if but they, they took a lot of children, and so those children are basically fostered or adopted out to Russian families and. You know, it's it's just a battle to get them back. Uh, I hope they all come back. Boy, that's hard. Oh, God. Um, yeah. I love you, man. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you so much for, Thanks, for, for making this work. I'm going to leave you with this. Our friend Steve yep. says, please tell Matthew thousands of WWL listeners have been worried about him. It's good to finally hear from him again. Please don't worry us that. Uh, don't worry us like that again. That's an order. Roger that. I'll be I'll be in touch. I'll make sure. I, what I'm going to start doing is I'll make sure I keep this phone uh, buttoned up in a in a more secure location in my rig. <laughs> no more leaving your phone entrenched for future archaeologists to find. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Text Thanks. me. Text me anytime, Matthew. Take care, buddy. All right, Ian. Stay here. Bye. Wow, um, that was amazing. I love having that conversation with him. Wow. 
excuse me, I'm really kind of touched by the children situation. Jesus. Let's take a break. I'm going to compose myself and we'll come back with more of your texts and calls on the Oakland Art Jewelers talking text line. It's 504-260-1870. Ian in for Scoot. Be right back. 249 here on WWL Radio. Just a couple more minutes before we hand it off to the news with Chris Miller. Let's go to the Oakland Art Jewelers talking text line. Our friend Pierre and Metairie is here. Pierre, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Hey, Ian. Thanks for taking my call. Always. Listen, <clears throat> there are people who complain about dishonesty in the government in Ukraine or stolen elections in Ukraine or corruption in the government or theft. But those are the same people who complain about the same darn thing here in this country. And I can't imagine we should hold Ukraine to a higher standard than we hold our own country to it. As far as support for Ukraine, money and supplies. Ukrainians are doing something with everything we give to them, and they are in the best position to do it. So like Matthew said, they are the best army in Europe right now. And I say they're doing our work for them. We give them everything we can give them. I I completely agree with you, Pierre, and and I am basing that formid opinion because that's what our, our military leaders are saying. That's what people in the Department yes. of Defense and the Pentagon are saying. They're like, it is in America's interest for Russia not to have a standing army. And you know what? If we can do that with other people's sons and daughters and many tens, fewer billions of dollars than it would cost us to go over there and do it, we should do that. Absolutely. You know, I mean. And- I would hate to have to fight a Ukrainian. Those guys are tough. They are pretty fierce, it turns out. I mean, it's kind of it's it's interesting to go back and think what it was like a couple years ago when Russia is massing their armed forces along the border. And it looks like it's just going to be a slaughter. They're just going to run roughshod over these areas. I mean, they expected that they were going to capture Kiev in a couple days. In days. And they yeah. never even got yeah. close and now no. they got no army left. They've lost a ton of terry, a ton of territory. They would have lost a lot more, except they just mined the hell out of everything, and it, and then, and then thing. left, and then they. It takes a long time to clear that out. Go ahead, man. He mentioned the Ukrainian grandmothers. My grandfather, <laughs> I could not get him out of his house to evacuate for Katrina. Oh, These old folks are just tough old birds. Yeah. Yeah, somebody on here. Oh, I think it was James said, oh, yeah, I wouldn't want to mess with those old ladies and their cats. <laughs> no. Sick the Ukrainian cat ladies on the rushes. Hey, thank you, Pierre. Call anytime, man. Um, give me some more of your calls and texts here. I'll tuck those in uh, before we talk to, oh, what's her name? Excuse me. Susan Russell is the executive director. She's the executive director. <clears throat> Susan Russell is the executive director of Keep Louisiana Beautiful. We're going to talk to her at 320. Litter is a huge problem in Louisiana. I don't know how it compares to the litter problem in other states, but there's this really eye-catching factoid. For every mile that Louisiana drivers are on state highways, they pass by 10,000 pieces of litter. 10,000 pieces of litter for every mile that you're on the highway? How many miles? Coleman... How many miles is it to drive to Baton Rouge? What is that, like 70, 80? I don't know. I know how long it takes, but I don't know how many miles it is. Yeah, it's it's up there. Okay. Well, somebody text me and tell me exactly how many miles it takes to drive from downtown to New Orleans and then get to downtown Baton Rouge. 
and then we'll calculate how many thousands of pieces of litter you'd encounter along the way. We'll do some quick arithmetic. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, great. We'll step away here. Thank you so much. Uh, coming up with more of your calls and texts at 310. More great 90s alternative music. I'm sorry, I just couldn't help myself. Here's Sugar Ray from 1999 falls apart. Somebody said it's 78 miles from downtown New Orleans to Baton Rouge. So I'm going to say 78 times 10,000. Well, uh, that's easy. 780,000 pieces of litter. Almost a million pieces, like most of a million pieces of litter between here and Baton Rouge, if this little factoid is true. I'll find out for sure from Susan Russell. Somebody likes my 90s music. They say Bayou 95.7 plays 90 music every Sunday from 6 to 8 p.m. Don't I know it? I listen to that sometimes when I'm available on a Sunday night, if I'm not sleeping off the Saints game. We'll come back with more of your calls and texts after this, and I'm going to be talking to Keep Louisiana Beautiful Executive Director Susan Russell at 320 about the LSU Litter Institute, uh, a, a kick-ass new institute. We'll learn all about it after this. Here's the news with Chris Miller. Be right back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 